What You Need to Know is presented by Morongo. Play it safe, good times. Key's going to join us here in about 30 seconds. Sean McVay at 5.15. Marcus Gasol of the Lakers at 6. And DeMarco Farr at 6.15. And don't forget, two chances. You have two chances to win the last two virtual keys. One here in the 5 o'clock hour, one in the 6 o'clock hour. Hopefully you have the road trip destination of the day that you heard during Mason and Ireland. Real quick, Momo, uh, one note, Steelers and Ravens postponed till Sunday because of the COVID outbreak with the Ravens. Are you worried a little bit about the NFL before we move on here? No, not on this one. Um, I think cases are going up everywhere, um, so we're going to just see more and more of these. But I read about this. The, The Ravens have actually disciplined a strength coach who they said was not following COVID protocols. They think that's the source of the infection. And that this guy, or whoever it is, um, strength coach, is who yeah. got people sick. So they think they know where it came from. And, like, he wasn't always wearing his mask. And that's how it started to spread. I, I would be more concerned if they, if they really didn't know. If, like, 10 guys got it and they really didn't know how they got it. Yeah, it's just wild. Look, it's just what we have to deal with. It's just the reality of it. If you're going to do the business, this is what's going to happen. It's going to happen to pretty much every team at some point or another. All right, that's what you need to know. Presented by Morongo. Play it safe. Good times. All right, make sure you check out each and every weekday morning our pal Keyshawn with Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, 5 a.m. to 9 a.m. right here on this station. Uh, Key is nice enough to join us right before Thanksgiving Eve. Uh, Key, before we get into the cooking, because I'm curious to see what Chef Boyard Key has uh, set up for tomorrow, what is the what was Keyshawn's dive bar of dive bars when he lived in L.A.? It could be when you were in college. It could be as an adult. But just the diviest dive bar that you liked going to. The dive bar. So I would probably say in college it would be the 9-0 on Cigarar, um, which is a big USC deal. But we had a couple. We had the, we had the 9-0, uh, the 3-2. I would consider Julie's a dive bar, which isn't there anymore, legendary. Julie's was there forever. Like, mm-hmm. anybody that knows USC knows the Trojans and knows Julie's. Mm-hmm. It was there forever. It was on Figaro and, like, Exposition right across the street from the museums. It was there forever, legendary. Like, you know, it was, it was one of the bars that was, that was, like, the spot to go to if you was a Trojan or a Trojan fan, a player, a coach, whatever. I mean, you could only imagine, like, Julie's, just legendary. Livers was just completely destroyed at Julie's. So. <laughs> were you listening to Bon Jovi there? You were, like, wilding out with your white friends? Yeah, yeah. it was a lot of white friends. I don't necessarily know what, I don't necessarily know if it was the Bon Jovi's or whatever, but it was music that I wouldn't probably listen to other than that place. Let's just see, keep rocking at the Let's just keep it 100, right? We're going to keep it real. Let's keep it real. So, okay, I'm going to, this is going to sound like a total goody two shoes thing. But, like, I remember when I was in college, like, I really didn't drink much because we were always, like, practicing or playing. And if I drank and was, like, messed up the next day, like, I was not going to make it through practice. Like, I was going to be barfing on the field. Like, it just, I don't know how you were, like, were you able to do both? Like I, I just I didn't become a, I didn't drink my first alcohol beverage yeah. was my senior year yeah. in college. And the only reason why is because you know, when you meet somebody, it's like, okay, I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do what they need me to do. They do what I need <laughs> to do. So <laughs> right. it was one of yeah. those it was one of those situations. I didn't drink at all until I got to my senior year of college. My wow. senior, going into my senior year, the summer 
of my I would say my spring spring year coming out of my junior year when I decided to come back to school that spring when I was at SC it became you know it was like okay this is what we getting ready to do you yeah. know and so it wasn't that I was afraid to drink or nothing like that I just was more focused in it was like sushi like I didn't touch sushi until my second I want to say my third year in the National Football League in wow. 98 was the first time I touched anything that had to do with sushi and raw. And you can't get me away from it now. I started off I started off with like a California roll. And now I'm all in. I'm, I'm yeah. in the heads and everything. <laughs> That's the gateway. That's the gateway sushi. California well, roll. But I think if you, if you – sea urchin the is really is, the one, right? Between 96 and 98, I've been, I had been to Japan four times. Right. I, right. I wouldn't touch it. Yeah. Wouldn't really? Be, but but a young lady that I had met took me to a sushi place in New York City. And and she was like, You gotta try it. You gotta, I'm like, Okay, yeah, because if I don't try it, yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, you know what I'm saying, George. Yeah, we, yeah, it's not gonna be much more than a than a a, a couple of cups of tea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, trying, yeah. I'm trying to keep uh, the field goals here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, Key, before we get to what Chef Boyarki has uh, set up for tomorrow, um, where would you have the Rams right now in the NFC? I think I, 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 I got them pretty high. I'm trying to think where I have them. I, I got the um, Saints, Seattle, Rams. I think that's the way I have it. I think I got Saints, Seattle, Rams, and maybe I have Saints, Rams, Seattle. But but it's in that top four category. It's in that top four category. I mean, I feel like they look like a team where we're not going to believe they really are as you know Super Bowl champs or Super Bowl caliber until they prove it. Until they like go to the Super Bowl. Like there's no, there's there's nothing I can see between now and the Super Bowl that would convince me that they are that good, right? Even though I think they could be. They just – there's just so many Hall of Fame quarterbacks ahead of them in the NFL, right, in the NFC especially, that, you know, until you beat them, we don't know who – Well, you know what I would say, Ramona? And, yeah. and, and And you may slap me with a turkey leg. <laughs> Do they not have a Hall of Fame quarterback? Oh, it's a little early for that, you know? No, 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 no. It's early. But is he not on the trajectory of Hall of Fame status? Mm. His stats would say so. He he did play in a Super Bowl. Right? Yeah, he did. His he did. Certainly would, his statistics certainly would wow. suggest that if he continues to play, let's just say he plays at the level he's at, for the next eight years, is he not a Hall of Fame quarterback? He's at wow. least in the conversation. Tell yes. him, yeah. If his statistics say over the next eight years he stays doing exactly just exactly what he's doing, does he not get back to a Super Bowl or maybe two? Hmm. Whether he wins it or not, he gets back to it. Does that not suggest that he is a Super Bowl? I mean, a, a Hall of Fame quarterback? Hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, you can, make you can case. put him in that conversation. I just don't. I think he has to win one because I think we're always going to wonder if it's like if he's a system quarterback. If it's just, you know how much of where does Jared Goff begin and Sean McVay end, right? What what about what about is Philip Rivers a Hall of Fame quarterback? It seems like it. 
I would. I, I okay. think so. I mean, don't okay. you think he, he was, he's a bit of a compiler? But yeah, let me yeah. ask you this. And and George, how many coaches have Philip Rivers had? I mean, you obviously know he's had multiple coaches. Yeah, multiple. Right. But think yeah. about it. He's yeah. had multiple coaches. Yeah. And if Jared Goff goes to multiple coaches, which I don't think he will, because I think Sean McVay will be there for a long time because he's a yeah. really good coach. His numbers and everything is is going to be there. No matter what we feel mm-hmm. about him, he has Hall of Fame pedigree. Serious now. He does. Key, he let me ask you does. let me ask you real quick about the Raiders before we get to Chef Boy Key for Thanksgiving. Um what is the biggest difference you see from Derek Carr? He's settled in. He's not afraid of John Gruden. There's mm. no you know, there's no scare tactic there. Yeah. Uh, early on, I think people suggested John Gruden didn't really appreciate the Derek Carr that we saw under Jack Del Rio. Um, I think he realizes that I can play this game no matter who the coach is, and if John Gruden doesn't want me, I'm going to be a starter for somebody else. Mm-hmm. I think once he realized that, he started to play at the level that he's capable of playing at. And a little looser. I think he's got some weapons now, too. I mean, the Raiders, the Raiders, like, well, I thought well, they should have yeah. won that last game. He, he had some weapons with Crabtree and, and Amari True. Cooper. They, they were good players for him. They were pro bowlers. Yeah. Yeah. And they, and, and I, I think that you're like, when they had it going, when they were really, when he was really rolling before his injury that other year, they had a lot of weapons that year, too. I mean, it was. You know, it's not like they haven't given him anything the whole time. The difference, I, I think you're right. I think he's he's settled in and feels like, you know, I'm the guy here, you know. And, and I think, you know, the last few years it looked like he was kind of running for his life out there, trying to prove everything and not, get, not getting all that much room to breathe. Yeah, and I, and I think a lot of that has to sometimes do with the head coach and the way that the head coach is kind of, treating the player or what and people anticipate the head mm-hmm. coach treating a player and people just kind of run with it and form their own opinion about the relationship and right. therefore it takes a life of its own. Key, I, I got a minute here. What's cooking with Chef Boyard Key for tomorrow? What's on, what's, what's going to be on the table? Well, I'm going to wake up. I think I'm going to, you know, I keep changing my time, but I think I'm going to wake up about 5 a.m. Okay. Do Which the- is like sleeping in for you, right? Yeah, I'm off. I'm off till Monday. So I'm going to do the turkey. I'm going to do the ham. I'm going to prepare the mac and cheese. I'm okay. going to, I'm going to, um, I'm trying to decide how I want to do the sweet potatoes because if I, if I peel them, slice them and do it like I want to do it, some people may not want the, all the sugar and all the different cinnamon and all the different stuff that I have to put into it. Mm-hmm. So I may just bake the whole sweet potato, split it in half, and make a a syrup to go on top of the sweet potato once I split it in half. Dang. Bake it, bake and then drizzle whatever. They can drizzle it on it or not. Like, I really don't. Me personally, I don't want all the candy on it. So that's kind of why I'm thinking of doing it that way. Uh, but there will be sweet potatoes. There'll be uh, there'll be green beans. There'll be broccoli and cauliflower mixed, roasted with bell peppers. Um, there'll be uh, onions roasted. There'll be mac and cheese, obviously. There'll be black-eyed peas with hot water cornbread and rice. 
uh, hot water cornbread is a, I don't know if you guys have ever had wow. it, but it's a, it's cornmeal and I'm going to use white cornmeal because I don't like yellow. Um, it's so it's, it's white cornmeal. It's, um, sugar. I'll drop some baking powder in there. Oh, and, uh, and I'll drop some boiling hot water. And what you do is you stir it up, you mix it, and you turn it into like a little patty, and you deep fry it. And oh, it's like ooh. really, really crispy and golden on the outside, and the inside is moist with the cornmeal. That sounds so like a, a that real, sounds like a Madeline cookie. Deep, <laughs> that sounds good. Really deep south deal. And so I'll have that. I'll have cabbage because I can't make greens to save my life. Only my sister and my mother greens or like the one i can't I, I just can't duplicate it my mom passed right. in 2011 and she didn't teach me how to do it the right way hey. because either they're crunchy and hard or they're soggy and gross i can't get it the right way so i'm just gonna go with the cabbage because i i really can get out with the cabbage i already said the mac and cheese i'll do the vegan mac and cheese for the family hot water cornbread the vegan cornbread uh for dessert my daughter right now is making vegan cookies and then I'm going to make a uh, some sort of ice cream. I haven't decided if I'm going to do vanilla bean or pistachio. And then what I'll do with the ice cream. Come on, man. Pistachios for old people, man. Get yourself a like vanilla pistachio. bean. I like pistachio. I like vanilla no, bean. But, 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 George, the pistachio ice cream in between the cookies oh, and the cellophane wrap dropped into the deep freezer for, oh. for about 24 hours is ridiculous. Oh, that's but what I'll have okay. All right. Alamo. All right. I have the apple pie a la mode. I'll have the sweet potato pie, and, and I'll probably have a pineapple upside-down cake. I'll also, from a meat selection, I'll go turkey. Good Lord, there's a lot of food here. How many people are going to this thing? <laughs> it's only about 10 of us. If Yeah, it's 10 of us. Yeah. I'll go turkey. I'll also yeah. have um, the ham that I have yeah. to make the concoction with the with the uh, Dijon mustard, the pineapple, the brown sugar, rub it on there, bake the ham, and then I'll also drop in some fillets with blue cheese. So I'm going to sear some fillets tomorrow with blue cheese, um, and that's pretty much it. I'm not. I don't know if I'm missing anything, but that's pretty. All much right. It. I love it. Yeah. Key, happy thanks. It'll be a, happy Thanksgiving. It'll be a, it's a lot. Like you said, it's a lot of food, and then I yeah. also got several. Several different tequilas and wine to wash it down. All right, man. I love it. Enjoy your Casamigos at the end there. Listening to all that food. Like, I literally, I, like, I'm full and I'm falling asleep because I would eat that I and just it. crash on the couch. Well, that's going to happen. Love, you ain't got to worry about that. Yeah. I mean, you well, you don't have to worry about watching. You ate all that. Yeah, you don't have to worry about watching Raven Steelers. By the time I get yeah. to the third game. You'll yeah. be asking me, hey, man, what happened in the second quarter? I'll be saying, well, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, there won't be a third game. Luck, yeah. It's not. Oh, it's going to happen right. on Sunday yeah, now. Did, that's right. They did cancel it to Sunday. They moved Pittsburgh game to yeah. Sunday. Yeah. That's yeah. true. That yeah. is true. Well, yeah. yeah. You By the way, your pal, your pal Sean McVay is going to join us here in a second. He's on the line listening. You want to say anything to Sean real quick or no? Just keep doing what he's doing. Just, just fly sweeps, different sprint ride options. Different deals, keeping Jared Goff clean, and and we'll be okay. Less screens, though. Don't want all the screens. <laughs> what do you think, Coach? What do you think? Crazy. Tunnel screens drive me crazy. Yes, Robert Woods did a good job at getting down the field, 
<laughs> being smart, that tells me he's well coached. He's paying attention in the meetings to get yeah. downfield, understand that he's got some time on the clock, that he can kick yeah. a field goal. One of the smartest things – no, this is true. I said this earlier on another station. One of the smartest things that he could have ever done was not throw the football to a referee. He laid it down, and the ref spotted it right there. Because typically a player will throw the ball to the referee – down yeah. the field, and it will yeah. screw everything up. Yeah. That Wait. tells me he's listening and he's well coached. Okay, well, let's bring let let's bring Sean on real quick. Can, can you lock them both in there, Steve? Sean, Sean, happy Thanksgiving! Thanks for joining us. What do you make of Key's analysis there? You know what I like about Key? He had some good points, and you know what? I need some people to tell me what I need to hear, not what I always want to hear. I agree, man. Maybe a little screen happy the other night. But Robert Woods at the end of the half, putting it down on the hash, letting, not waiting for the ref to spot it. That was the difference between getting it clocked and not. He's on the screws. He recognizes a sprint right option. He's on it with all of it. And so, you know what? For that, I say touche to you, my friend. No, Sean. I, I, in all honesty, though, and no, no to that BS stuff from me, that tells me that he's listening in the meetings and you're teaching him right when he puts the ball down and doesn't allow the referee. You know, most guys will take the ball, including myself. I would have taken the ball and thrown it to the referee, the, the side judge or something silly like that. Robert put it down right there, and I'm like, oh, yeah, he's smart. He got it. He got it. No doubt. And that allowed him to get the three points. But you're doing an amazing job. I swear to you, you really are, man, and I – Hey, I think you guys are headed in the right direction. I, I really am. I, I I applaud you for everything you're doing. No, hey, I really appreciate that. That means a lot coming from you. We'll see. Uh, we got to go keep it rolling this week and, and get the Niners. Yeah, yeah, for well, sure. I, I he... said that you didn't. If you lose <laughs> to the Niners, I'm coming to your house. <laughs> <laughs> well, Key, happy Thanksgiving, man. Thanks. We'll talk to you soon. Be good. Happy Thanksgiving to all you guys, too, and stay safe. All right. Take care. Thank so you. That is Keyshawn. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin each and every morning here on this station. The head coach of your Los Angeles Rams, fresh off of victory, uh, Sean McVay, kind enough to join us here. I figured we'd just bring the whole family together here, Sean. So thanks uh, for uh, coming on with Key while we were talking to him. Um, let's talk about this big win uh, against Tampa. You had talked about uh, with us last week when LZ was here. Uh, Ramona's here with us today. LZ is out. Uh, about how tough that game would be, and it kind of lived up to the billing, um, particularly at the end of that game. Um, your last offensive possession, well, before the interception, um, you decided to run the ball there. And, mm -hmm. you know, people were like, whoa, what, what's going to happen here? But your defense has been so good that you trusted them, and, and they came up big for you. What goes into your mindset in that situation, knowing how well your defense has performed, not only in that game, but just all year? Yeah, you, you always want to be able to compete to, you know, to try to go, you know, you'd like to be able to score a touchdown in, in that sequence there. And we did, you know, we, we threw it on the third down, but, but I would say that uh, it was a result of the confidence that I had in our defense. If you look at the way they were really playing in that whole second half, you know, the one drive that they got was a result of a turnover on a short field, but They've just delivered, you know, you know, week in and week out. And, and I would say this, George, it's one of those deals that, you know, they came through again in the clutch. And uh, I thought it took all three phases, but, but the defense has definitely been carrying the torch and they've done an excellent job throughout the season. 
Hey, Sean, when, when, when teams play Jared, uh, you know, in a way where it's like Tampa did this past week, where it was like, he's going to be throwing the ball 50 times if they're playing him, if they're defending you guys that way. Does, does he take that personally? Like, it's like, they're kind of daring him to beat him. You know, I, I, I would say this Ramone. It's one of those deals that uh, the, the Bucks have been a really aggressive defense. They've been the number mm-hmm. one rush defense in the league in the last couple of years. And um, we knew it was going to be a situation where we did have to pick and choose our spots and, I thought we would have a little bit more success rushing it. We didn't, and, uh, you know, that's where you had to heavily rely on the pass game. And I thought we protected really well. I thought Jared got the ball out of his hand, and, and I thought, uh, obviously, Robert and Cooper were instrumental with you – know, we had over 200 yards of, of yards after the catch. Yep. Um, and that's a real credit to our skilled players in that game the other night. Sean McVay, the head coach of your Los Angeles Rams, fresh off a big win on Monday night at Tampa – uh, you mentioned what uh, the offensive line and Jared did. And look, you got to a Super Bowl with Jared. Jared is a, a two-time Pro Bowler. He's a legit star in this league. But he, are you even impressed when they blitzed him as much as they did early in that game in that first half? The, the first 11 blitzes, he went 11 for 11. Are you even surprised uh, by that? Because it, it's just not normal, it feels like, for a quarterback to perform that way in the NFL. Yeah, I was, uh, you know, I thought he did a great job. I thought he had great command. I thought he understood exactly where the ball should go based on the plays that we were running. And, um, you know, Kevin O'Connell did a great job with him throughout the course of the week, getting him ready to go. And, and you know, Coach Bowles, you know, defensive coordinator for the Bucks, does a great job of presenting a variety of different looks. They've got great players. And, um, you know, Jared starting out the game that way. And I thought, you know, some of those runs after the catch that Cooper had on that first drive that was 14-play scoring drive and then, be able to hit Robert on and off schedule you know I thought that was a really good way for guys to start settle in and get some confidence early on uh, against a really tough defense that's really given some great offenses problems hey are you how are you feeling about the kicking game at this point I know you've you know it's kind of been an issue so far this year but do you feel like that's stabilized now I feel like it's uh trending in the right direction you know I thought Matt did a nice job uh coming in I thought his kickoffs were excellent um, I, you know, there's, there's a difference between, you know, sometimes you look at a miss, you had the one missed field goal, but you know, he still, it was a good timing. He got some good height on mm-hmm. it. He just slightly, you know, it was just a little bit off and, you know, you could see how confident he was in the game winner. And so I do feel like, uh, you know, we've got a guy that we have a lot of confidence in and the kicking game is trending in the right direction. And that's a good thing for my health. <laughs> Sean, <laughs> Sean McVay joining us here on 710 ESPN. Sean, you know, and I talked to Les about this when he was on with us a couple of weeks ago. Um, You know, you guys have done such a great job coaching up these guys um, who weren't necessarily marquee guys who were drafted really high. Like, you look across the board, whether it's your offensive line, maybe some guys in your secondary, there's different guys all over the field for you that have a huge impact on Sundays or Mondays for you. Um, who aren't these name-brand guys coming out of the draft. Like, what does it say about your program that you're able to make these guys into not just good NFL players, but in some of these cases, or in a lot of these cases, great NFL players for you? Yeah, I think it starts with, you know, our onboarding process. You know, I think, you know, our coaching staff and working with Les and his group, you know, the background and finding guys that love football that are wired the right way above the neck, and then, you know, what does the tape look like? And then when you get them in here, you know, that's the thing I'm as proud of as anything is, you know, you got the right kind of people. And then our coaches have done such a great job of being able to develop these players, you know, really pouring into them, helping them reach their highest potential and, and really, uh, you know, trying to just make sure that you're doing everything you can to, to elicit confidence, but also, 
you know, being demanding of these guys, and, and I love the way they've responded, but I think it's a real credit to the coaching staff without a doubt. You know, Aaron Donald was uh, talking today a little bit about a, certain calls that he he thinks he should be getting and hasn't quite gotten. He has, you know, he hasn't hasn't had a sack or a, a tackle over the past two games. Is are they are they are they just kind of screen like he's so good? Like the only way you can stop him is to hold him. Is, he, is that is that what's happened? So you hold him on every play so they can't call it. Is that what's going on with I him right now? So. I think he is. Uh, I think he is that good. I think you could call hold on him every single snap. Um, you know, and, and here's what I would say, too, about Aaron, and, and Aaron knows this better than anybody. I don't care what the stats say. He disrupts games. He changes the way that they have to prepare. He frees up other people. You know, the one thing I think that the greats do is they make everyone around them better, and this guy raises the level of play of our entire team. He makes me a better coach, um, you know, and, and there is nobody that gets more attention in the entire league on the defensive side of the ball than he does every single week, and he finds a way to produce. And, um, you know, there's been some missed stops for sure that, uh, that you know, where he's been held, but um, he's going to continue to compete. And I got a funny feeling that he'll make his impact felt this week. <laughs> Sean, what do you think of the possibility that you could have two potential defensive player of the year candidates with him and Jalen this year? I think that's a champagne problem. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I guess that's fair to say. No, no, There's no doubt. Really, you look at it, you know, they've, they've been outstanding. I think the versatility, I don't think anybody's doing more uh, from a secondary standpoint than Jalen Ramsey. It's a credit to how smart he is, how special of a talent he is, the way he works at it. But he and Aaron have been just catalysts for a, a great defense. I think John Johnson's been outstanding, as has Michael Brockers. I've loved what Leonard Floyd has brought to our football team with the energy and effort that he plays with every single snap. And so – um, it really is fun watching these guys. You know, that, that, that momentum, that confidence is a powerful thing, and they're really building off of it, and you can really feel it week in and week out that, you know, they expect to be the best in the world, and that's how they're playing right now. Hey, Sean, how long did you take after the, the win on Monday night before you started prepping for, uh, for the Niners this week? Yeah, you know what? We, uh, you know, we looked at the film on the flight home uh, with a couple, um, you know, uh, beverages and then uh, we ended up uh, getting back at it so it's it's a short turnaround I'm uh, once I get off with you guys it'll be kind of a mad dash to try to get everything uh, in so that you can still enjoy some Thanksgiving and get these guys in and out tomorrow while not minimizing the amount of work that needs to get done but it is uh, it's a grind but you know it's a lot easier to tolerate coming off of a big win like that Two quick ones for you on the way out about Turkey Day. What's uh, what's on the spread yet tomorrow? What's going to be on the table at the McVeigh household? Good question. You have to ask uh, Veronica and, and my mom. So usually I just sit back, let them handle it. Uh, there'll be a lot of good things. Whatever you put in front of me, I'm pretty easy. So uh, it, it'll be uh, it's a blessing to be able to spend time with people you love and care. You know that you love so much and care about, and especially with all this stuff going on, man. I just can't wait until we get back to some normalcy. It's, yeah. This has been quite a year. Yeah, there's no doubt. Last one then for you. Who's the guy on your roster you couldn't invite to the house because you don't have enough food for him? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's a good question. You know, uh, Big Wit could still put it down, but he's lean now. He's watching his weight. I, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not quite sure. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not sure. I bet you, uh, I bet you Ashawn Robinson and Greg Gaines could do some work on some food, but, uh, I think everybody's welcome at the McVeigh household, man. You know, every, there's enough for everyone. Well, the other thing uh, is, too, Sean, is, like, you're getting a little older, too, and as somebody – like, George and I are probably older than you. 
I'm 41, George is 43, right? So there's something that happens to you when you hit about 38, 39, where you gotta, you can't eat it all at once. Like you have to, like you used Pace to be able yourself. to like eat a whole plate and then maybe get another plate. Like now I gotta have like half a plate and then I gotta come back like in an hour and have a little more. Like you can't, you know, you need somebody to come over and take it off your hands. It's just that's right. Age. No doubt. I think uh, that hit me a lot earlier. You know, that hit me a couple of years ago. I started noticing I can't just eat whatever I want. But you know what? I'm living tomorrow. I don't care. All right, man. Sean, awesome. you're the Sean, you're the best, buddy. Congratulations <laughs> on the win. We'll talk to you soon. Have a great Thanksgiving, and thanks for always being so kind with your time with us. Yeah, same to you guys. Always enjoy it. Happy Thanksgiving to you guys as well. All right, hey, take coach. care. There he is, Sean McVay. Yeah. All right, so we got a break here. We're giving away a virtual key in the 5 o'clock hour. We're giving a virtual key Woo! in the 6 o'clock hour. Everybody gets a virtual key. Well, not everybody, actually. There's only two of them. But one of them is happening this hour. One of them is happening next hour. Stick around. Two more keys. 2021 Mazda CX-5 Sport. Sedano and LZ. Momo in the house. We're back in five minutes. Yeah, yeah. So that was a hell of a half hour. Yeah. key. Right, literally, into Sean McVay, where yeah. they crossed each other over and talked to each other. That was fun. Yeah, I wonder what Sean thought, like, when he first called in and he just hears Keyshawn talking about making sweet potatoes. And, right. You know, <laughs> he right. probably, like, called in right in the middle of yeah. that, going, like, yeah. artist, what are you doing? Why, why do you got me on right now? <laughs> yeah. But then, you know, I knew he was yeah. on when they told me he was on. That's why yeah. I asked him, yeah. you know, if he had anything. And then we brought Sean on, and that was fun. Yeah. Um, hey, so virtual key. Here's a hint. It's happening in the next break, okay? I'm just going to – I feel good. And we have one yeah. more virtual key in the 6 o'clock hour, okay? Uh, I, I'm not telling you where that one's happening, but it can happen in any one of the four breaks. Uh, well, actually, there's three breaks that it could happen in because the last one is the end of the show. Uh, mm-hmm. So there, I've narrowed it down to you, all right? I've even done you a favor if you're listening out there. 2021 Mazda CX-5 Sport, courtesy of our friends at Culver City Mazda. We're giving it away on Monday uh, on this show, but we have two more virtual keys because we weren't on on Monday because of the Rams game. And uh, so we have that. So stay tuned for that. So, Greg, you asked a question during our break here. And we have apologies that we went long in the break because we went 30 straight minutes between Key and Sean McVay. Uh, so we had, to, we had to play the commercials. But, Greg, you had a question about Thanksgiving. Yeah. So is there really any good Thanksgiving movies outside of planes, trains, and automobiles? Mm, I, don't, I don't know. Like, to me, that's the quintessential one um, because Christmas movies, there's a ton. Right. There's Home Alone. There's obviously the traditional ones, Miracle on 34th Street, all that kind of stuff. Right. Um, uh, I love the uh, the Griswolds. What is that? Uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I, yeah. I think that I, that's one of my watch, favorite. Um, love Actually. That's always our Christmas. Love Actually movie. is a good one. But Thanksgiving. Are there other Thanksgiving movies? Yeah. So there's some good ones in here that I'm, now that I'm looking through it on Twitter and or not on Twitter, on Google. The Blind Side is one of them. Um, the Blind good. Side is a Thanksgiving movie. How's it's, that work? Maybe it's maybe it's within Thanksgiving. Okay. Well, I, I think they have a Thanksgiving scene, but I wouldn't consider that a Thanksgiving movie. Movie. Yeah. I'm just giving you the names I got here. Son-in-law, right. which was a fantastic Pauly Shore. With Pauly Shore, that's a good yeah. one. Um, yeah. Funny people. Uh, it was okay. Scent of a Woman is based. Scent of it. a Woman is a is a Thanksgiving themed type movie. Yes, even though that's not really the central theme, but it is around Thanksgiving. Yes, it is sur- around Thanksgiving. Yes, yes, yes. Knives Out. Have you seen Knives Out? Which is kind of like Clue. No, I haven't. Oh, Knives no. Out is really good, really funny. It is based around Thanksgiving, but it's a really, really. Did you like Clue the movie? 
Yes, I did. I loved it as a kid growing up. Yeah, then watch Knives Out. You'll absolutely love it. Very much the is same it funny? style. Yeah, it is funny. Okay. Who's Very in the good. movie? Um, it is. Let me look at. Oh, Captain America's in the movie. No, oh, there you go. That's the only right? guy you really need to know. Yeah, Chris uh, <laughs> Evans, right? Chris Evans is in there. Daniel Craig, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is really good. Yeah, so there's a, there's a bunch of really good names in there. That's a that's a really good movie. Mm. Um, it's another Grumpy Old Men, which is a fantastic movie. Grumpy Old Men is actually a really good. Movie. <laughs> is that Thanksgiving? Yeah, based around it. I thought it was Christmas. Uh, maybe. Well, at least this, this popular Thanksgiving movies and Grumpy Old Men is sitting right there. Okay. P- You've got Mail, The Big Chill, Adam's Family Values, Rocky. Mm. Rocky is not a Thanksgiving movie, is it? <laughs> uh, it's, it's how in many, the list. How, how deep did yeah, you this go is very on loose. Google search? Did you just type it's, in Thanksgiving wrote, movies and click on the first thing you saw? No, yeah, well, no, it's, it's there. What to watch, and it says popular Thanksgiving movies, and then there's a list. Okay. Now, I know Wanda Sykes has a Thanksgiving movie. Does she? Yes. Let's see. I want to say it was like it's on. I saw it on like some streaming service recently. I didn't see Ooh. it, but I saw it like pictured. Friendsgiving, maybe that's Wanda it. Sykes and Jane Seymour. Then that's it. Yeah, that's it. There I haven't go. seen it, but I saw it on some streaming service. Pop up on some streaming service recently. But anyway, I don't think there's a lot of great Thanksgiving movies. Planes, trains, and automobiles is probably the movie. I feel um, like those other ones are all – they're kind of like um, Die Hard for Christmas movies. It's not a Christmas movie, but there is yeah. Christmas theme. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Momo, let me ask you this. Since we just had Sean on, um, and we haven't talked a lot of Lakers. By the way, Marcus Gasol at 6 o'clock. <laughs> forgot to mention that. Uh, Marcus Gasol at 6 o'clock. You're a Raider fan. Yeah. Like, like you got to feel good right now, no? Yeah, and, and the thing that got me is that they should have beat Kansas City. That last yes. game, they should have won. And yes. it was like, I think the Raiders are still at that stage where our, you know, the Raider fans have been so bludgeoned over the years that like we don't expect good things. We we're like waiting for the other shoe to drop. So like when they're up against Kansas City, we're like, I know, but they're gonna come back. Just watch. Like we're still not, we still don't quite believe. We want to believe, but we've been hurt too many times. And so the Raiders though are like they've definitely got into a very respectable territory where I think they're gonna make the playoffs. And then I, I don't know that they can beat Kansas City or some of the other great teams, like, you know, or Pittsburgh or something when they get into the playoffs. But I do think that they're, like, not bad, right? And for a Raider fan, that's that's all I need. They're I, in I mean, they're better than not bad, though. Yeah. Like, they're good. Not bad. Yeah, me? Oh, good is – yeah, okay, we can go with good. Greg, how far would you go? They're good. I think they're good. I think they are a good team to be reckoned with in the playoffs. I mean, right. really, you had to go ultra cliche there. Good to be reckoned with. Yeah, I know. What, I mean, what, how else would you like me to say? You could just George? say they're good. I mean, do you honestly? When was the last time you used the word reckon? Just now, about three seconds ago. Right, but before that, I don't. I don't pay attention to the time. Probably I, never those, is what I would say. Leads? Is that how you do that? Yeah. <laughs> Probably <laughs> never is my guess. I like to use big words, George. You might. Use That's not a big word, actually. Reckoned. It's Reckoned just an old person's word. word. Nobody uses that word <laughs> who was born after like nineteen. I don't know, seventy-five or before. Yeah, yeah. I feel that 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 is. A I'm good saying barometer. reckoned every show from now on. I'm going to find I mean, a way to say reckoned in every show from now Sound on. Sound like my grandfather or something. I mean, <laughs> it's, good lord. Uh, all right, coming up next, it's happening. The Lock the lines, Steve. 
so they don't bug you yet. Oh, boy. Lock the lines. In this commercial break, you will have your chance to win one of the two virtual keys that are left. There's one coming up next and one in the 6 o'clock hour. So keep it locked because you are one step closer to potentially winning a 2021 Mazda CX-5 Sport courtesy of Cover City Mazda. All right, Chris. Thank you, buddy. We do have caller number seven on the line. Ugo Perez from Culver City. Ugo, do you have today's destination of the day? Big sir. Yeah. Congratulations. I like the extra breath there. Like It, it made me feel great, like great we were... Bergman breath. Yeah, that was a Bergman breath. That was very and much a Bergman yeah, breath. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. All right, congrats. So let's see what virtual key you have. All right, so key number 12, Ugo. Congratulations. That could be the virtual key that starts the 2021 Mazda CX-5 Sport from Culver City Mazda when we give it away on Monday, November 30th. And for qualifying, you get a $100 gift card to our friends at eatnakedla.com. So congratulations on that. Cool, cool. Good looking out, Jorge. All right, brother. Congratulations. Hold on the line. Uh, Steve is going to make sure he has all your pertinent info. So we'll put you on hold. And thank you to yeah, Eat, hey. Naked, Eat Naked LA. Uh, your healthy lifestyle is only one click away. Get fresh and healthy meals delivered right to your door. Visit their website, eatnakedla.com, to learn more. And don't forget, we have one more virtual key to give away. Ooh. And it's going to happen in the 6 o'clock hour, the next hour, the last of the virtual keys before we give away that Mazda 2021 Mazda CX-5 Sport with a grand in the glove box. Monday is the day. So you have one more chance to win one of those keys. There will be 15 keys in total. We've given away 14 of them, Momo. So uh, we got one more to give away in that 6 o'clock hour. So, this is uh, exciting. It is. It is going to be really fun and really exciting. I feel like you're auditioning for like the new Jeopardy host when you do this I mean, if, if they're listening and you know they want me, I'm not, I don't know if I'm smart enough. Uh, I, I, I certainly feel like whatever I don't have in smarts, I can make up in uh, fun, passion, and wittiness. I think you'd be really good as the host of Jeopardy. What do you think, Greg? Yeah, I mean, he could do a good job. I think that he would just rip everybody, though, and that might be. I know, but it would be like a good. Well, because you know, like these these trivia people, they like live it. My brother's one of these trivia people. He was on Jeopardy once, right? He played yeah. against James Holzhauser, and he was one of those people. Who got really. Pulled. Yeah. Brutal. No way. He was like one of like James Jeopardy James. Like he was one of the first victims. Like he was on like the second or third show he was on. Wow. And so like, you know, what's really sad is like you only get to go on Jeopardy like once in your life. Right. So like you go on and you just get and he actually held his own. Like he he was in it with James and then James just like did his daily double thing and it went, you know, went yeah, crazy. Then he just, then he, yeah. he, he, James just basically went like yeah. LeBron, right? And just took yeah. over the game. Just dunked on everybody. Yeah. <laughs> right? And so it was like my brother was like, oh, that was it. And then yeah. later on, like the people in the trivia community, like they are all, they are all, they're all friends. So right. people kind of realized that James went on a really big run afterwards. And my brother wasn't able to tell us anything about his appearance. He couldn't tell us if he won. He couldn't tell us if he lost. Like, it was all a secret. He right. just said, I'm, you know, uh, he just said, you know, it was a really memorable show. And I feel like I'm part of something bigger. And I was like, okay. And then he started, and then when he started winning, I was like, oh, you weren't kidding. How'd you know? And he goes, yeah, the, everyone in the, everyone in the, in the community knows. Like, so they all, he knew that Ken Jennings was going to succeed Alex Trebek, right? Because that was like the big 
that'll be the interim host, right? right? But I do think that that job is open and it has to be for a real trivia buff and it has to be for somebody who like understands that world. But like you could, I think you could do it. You would have some appeal. I, I, you know, if they want me to audition, I'm more than happy to. Look, I already live in L.A. You don't yeah. have to move me anywhere. So there's right. that, especially during COVID. You know, Alex Mina wore turtlenecks. Yeah. Alex, yeah. 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 You Mina Kimes. Mina Kimes was one of the, one of, was on the I betting I saw odds. that. I yeah. saw that. You know. I guess it's because she always does the crossword puzzle. She's yeah. really good at that. Yeah. So she probably could hang in that. But I think you could deliver the line. Like right. so much of why Alex was great was just like the way he delivered the line. Yeah. Especially when you lost. He was all like, yeah. ooh, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. and But he, he usually knew the answer, too. He's such a good trivia buff. Like, he mm. knows enough of the answer that he doesn't just tell you you're wrong. He tells you, like, oh, you should have looked at that encyclopedia instead. Yeah, yeah, for sure. At least at the very – Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in, like, a really nice way, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah in, a very, in the most polite way possible. To Greg's point, I don't think Greg thinks I would be polite enough. No, I mean he was very polite, Alex Trebek, but he still like jabbed you a little. Yeah, I think yours would be too mean. I don't think you would. I don't think you would do it as more of a joke. It'd just be like, "Nah, you're terrible. Get out of here." No, I don't <laughs> think I would do that. I'm not that mean. <laughs> Only to you, you know right. that that's right. a you know. You're, I never you're... think of George as mean. You're you're like literally the only person he really makes fun of. Yeah, I mean much. to their face. At least it's to, to my face. So yeah. there's that. Yeah, yeah. There's that. But I would, you know, I could make fun of people to their face on TV if they really wanted me to. Yeah. Like if they, they wanted See, me that to, would I be entertaining. Know. See, that would, I would enjoy. I yeah. would enjoy that a lot. I mean, it would be a different path to take, right? It would not yeah. be Alex Trebek. You would be willing to gamble on the fact that I make, I criticize people for a living. So I could criticize people while they're on the show. I yeah. don't know how much the community would love that. The uh, trivia community would love that, but... Um, you know, you definitely I, don't want to be the one who follows Alex Trebek. No, you want to be the guy like, who follows the guy. Exactly. At yeah. least, at yeah. least two or three hosts down. Oh, the line. listen, I've said that a million times over yeah. over any gig in entertainment. It doesn't matter how big or small. You don't want to be the guy that follows right. the guy. Like, do you remember when you first went on around the horn, and it was like everyone hate? Like the, when you first go on the horn, yeah, they start putting you on the Facebook page, and all the long term fans, yeah, they hate you. They hate like Jackie, you. Jackie McMullen. She goes, don't look on the Facebook page for at least three months. Like yeah. all the long term fans are just gonna be like, we hate this new girl. Yeah, give us do. more Bob Ryan. Yeah, right. They, you know, they, they do. They dislike. Well, when I first went on around the horn, they hated. And by the way, Marcus Soul is going to join us in five minutes. Um, they hated that I would call Tony Reality. I would call ah. him by his last name. And on Twitter, I never. I don't have Facebook, so I, I you know, I don't know what yeah. they're saying on the Facebook page, but. On Good. Twitter, people would constantly be like, why do you refer to him as Reality? That's so disrespectful. And I'm like, actually, no. I feel like I've yeah. always called him Reality. <laughs> um, so I'm not – you don't know that I've known him for a really long time, so I've always referred to him yeah. that way. And then Tony ste would step in all the time and be like, uh, you know, mom and pop love that Sedano refers to me by, the, by our last name. Yeah. They love George. Um, so he would always take, cause Tony is really the nicest person, arguably at the company. I think he's, the, he's, argue, you have that list of rankings, right? It's him of, and like, Kirchin, nice... right? Or in yeah. that conversation. And I've thrown Ariel Hawani into, as a oh, newcomer, I newcomer of the Rowe. year. Yeah. Holly New... Rowe is like. Holly Rowe. Yeah. Newcomer yeah. of the year though. Ariel Hawani. Um, so anyway, yeah, I, uh, I will do it if they're willing. That's all yeah. I'm saying. Uh, Greg is giving us the rap signal, and if I want right. to be on Jeopardy, I need to rap. I need to learn to rap. So. Have your agent call them, yeah. Yeah. 
Get on it. My people will call your people there. Um, so anyhow, coming up next, Momo, you and I will go one-on-one, mano a mano, uno a uno, with Mark Gasol, the newest member of the Lakers. He joins us in two and a half minutes.